0: I sort of started experimenting and with different kinds of foods and exercise and and all this. It was really just a giant experiment. I was just curious. And what I discovered is that by doing that, I felt better and that I was showing up in my career and in my life in a bigger and more powerful way. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. This is episode 12 of the Second Breaks Podcast, a
1: show where we explore what it takes to make a career move in today's fast-changing world. My name is Lou Blazer. I am your host, and it is Monday, July 31st, as I record this episode in a very gray and rainy morning as we're having a bit of tropical storm here in Clearwater. But I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining because we need the rain. Rain's good, not only to help avoid the drought situation, but also to help with the humidity because otherwise it's so oppressive here in uh, in Florida these days. Um, can you tell I'm not a, I'm not a summer person? <laughs> I'm not a summer person really, I'm very much a a fall person, but uh, uh, there you have it. It is raining and it is gray, but it's good, right? We're not complaining. My guest today is health and lifestyle coach, Lara Dolch. Prior to this role, Lara was a marketing director in the super fun and exciting entertainment industry. And I know a little bit about this world because when I was a management consultant, I had a lot of clients in the media and entertainment industry. And I always thought that if I ever left consulting, I would join that industry, which is not what happened to me. <laughs> so there you have it with the with best laid plans, right? Anyhow, today Lara shares her career story with us. She talks about what precipitated the decision to leave that corporate role and branch out into health and lifestyle coaching, how she made that happen, and what helped her the most during the transition. Also, if doing something in the health and wellness space, health and fitness uh, field of work is something that you might be interested in. You definitely want to listen all the way to the end because Lara gives her advice to anyone who might be thinking of getting into this space. Lara is actually the second person I've interviewed in the health and wellness industry. And um, for a different sort of look into a different role in this space, you might be interested in my interview with functional nutritionist Brooke Erickson way back in episode three. So again, if you're interested in exploring uh, the health and wellness space, definitely pair this episode with episode three with uh, Brooke Erickson. You'll find today's show notes at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 12, where you'll also find the links to the programs that Lara mentions during the interview. With that, let's transition to my chat with Lara Dolch, and I'll catch you at the back end. Lara, welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me.
0: I'm so excited to be here. I cannot wait to talk.
1: So I think most people are aware or know about what health and lifestyle coaching is. But for for those who are maybe not quite sure, could you talk a little bit about what health and lifestyle coaching is? What
0: do you do exactly? And, and who do you work with? Yeah, absolutely. It's a fair question because I think that um it's defined very differently by pretty much every person who does it. Um, so the way that I look at it is, and the reason that I say health and lifestyle coach versus like health and wellness coach or whatever, um, is because I very much believe that most of the challenges that the women who come to me are dealing with are more, um, mindset and, um, Uh, sort of lifestyle related in the sense that they usually come to me because they feel like they've just lost touch with this very vibrant and powerful part of themselves. So these are women who I call them women on the rise. So these are women who um, are very successful um, in their careers and in their lives, but for whatever reason have lost their way and feel like the way that they feel in their body and in their mind and in their soul is getting in the way of their success in some way. Um, they may say things, they may not articulate that way. They may say things like, I feel like I'm tired all the time and I don't know why. Or, you know, I kind of have the exercise figured out, but I haven't figured out how to eat and I feel really stressed out about food a lot and I think about food a lot and I don't know what I should be eating. Um, you know, or they'll say, yeah, I just, I remember what it felt like to feel vibrant and healthy and powerful and I can't get back there. We look at the big picture of our life. It's kind of a point. It's it's not just about food. It's not just about exercise. It's also about stress management and career management and how they're they are or are not making time for themselves and the guilt that sometimes comes up around that. Um, yeah. So that that's what I help them do is bring all those pieces together in a very practical sort of way. So first we figure out the right things for their body, the right food, the right exercise, the right stress management, whatever, we figure out through a series of kind of experiments, what that looks like for them. And then we figure out how to fit into their lives, because that's the missing piece, I think, in a lot of the um, health and wellness stuff out there.
1: And so do you do this face to face,
0: online, in person, in a studio? like? Yeah. I, most of my clients, so my clients are all over the country. So, and and even my local clients in Seattle, where I live, prefer to work with me by phone. Sometimes via Skype or something. That that's fine too. But most of them pervert by phone because they're just so busy. Like they can't, they don't have time to go somewhere and it just fits into their lives. So often they're calling me from their, um, sometimes from their office, uh, sometimes from their car because they're waiting for their kids to get out of school and they've set aside an hour ahead of time to talk to me, you know? And, and so it just fits better, um, into their lives that way. I used to work with people in person and I may someday circle back to that, but right now it's all remote. Gotcha.
1: Whatever works, right? However, yeah, whatever works, and it it
0: allows me to help women all over the country, which is really great. That's
1: great. So, what what inspired you to get into the? What? How did you get into this this uh, career path?
0: Yeah. So I, um, used to my, my f- sort of first career, well, actually my very first job out of college was as a preschool teacher, believe it or not.
1: No um, kidding. yeah. <laughs> so
0: my degree is in psychology and I have sort of a concentration in early childhood psychology. So I was very interested in that. But anyway, so, but my first sort of, you know, career was in marketing and entertainment marketing. So I spent you know over a decade in New York City working in television mostly for Comedy Central and Cartoon Network and some other entertainment properties um and you that know sounds I like didn't, a fun job <laughs> it was super fun it was it was super fun I don't miss it at all but it was so fun and I really do I know this sounds so cliche but I really feel very privileged to have had that experience and and obviously I um, am responsible to a large degree for for being able to have that experience i I certainly um don't want to downplay that but it is it was a privilege and it was it was really fun lots of lots of fun stories um, about that but um you know i I didn't I don't think I had sort of a conscious like, oh my gosh, I'm so unhealthy kind of moment. It was more that I had always kind of been interested in the body. Like I, you know, I was even pre-med in college for a period of time. Um, And I'd always been interested in the mind, you know, I studied psychology. And so I think for me, I um, got to this place in my career where I kind of hit a wall and I was, I was exhausted. Like there were some days where I was, you know, falling asleep at my desk and I started to notice this, but I didn't make the connection between how I was taking care of myself and what was going on at work. What happened instead is that because I had this interest in the body and the mind already and because I had lived on the West Coast previously and had been exposed to sort of ideas of naturopathic medicine and that sort of thing, I – became very curious when I started to read about the growing kind of farm-to-table movement and sustainable agriculture and organic foods. And it just so happened that the very first Whole Foods Market in New York City opened up down the street from me. So long story short, to answer your question, it became this – I sort of started experimenting Um and with different kinds of foods and exercise and, and all this, it was really just a giant experiment. I was just curious. And what I discovered is that by doing that, I felt better and that I was showing up in my career and in my life in a bigger and more powerful way. And so fast forward, you know, probably what, eight, 10 years, I ended up actually getting laid off from my job when the market crashed at the end of 2008. Um, and so beginning of 2009, I found myself, you know, without a job and with a decision about whether or not I wanted to go back into the career that I had built. And I decided not to, I actually, um, got certified as a Pilates instructor was the first step that I took because I had been practicing Pilates for years and and wanted to do that. And then I ultimately went back to study uh, nutrition and health coaching and, um, and my business sort of grew out of that whole experience. And, and so the women that I work with now are to a large degree are me, you know, 10, 12 years ago, um, which a lot of them really love because, you know, they say to me, I chose to work with you because you get me. You get my life because you lived it.
1: <laughs> it's fascinating. There's so many stories of people who have found new careers following that 2008, 2009 sort of situation that we f- found ourselves in, right? So
0: Totally, totally. And I, I honestly, I probably would have eventually taken the leap into becoming an entrepreneur, but it definitely pushed me to do it sooner, And I'm so glad that that happened.
1: Yeah. So you talked about, you, you talked about getting, uh, cert certified first as a Pilates instructor. And I think you said something about getting trained or getting trained in functional nutritionist area or something.
0: Well, yeah, so health and nutrition coaching. Okay. That's what my certification is in. Gotcha, yeah.
1: gotcha. So did that require uh, uh, a long time? You know, I'm, I'm not familiar with this space. So did that require quite a bit of training,
0: education? What? Sure, yeah. So the program that I chose to go to was in New York, um, is in New York still. It just happens to all be done virtually now. But when I went through it, it was sort of half online and half in person. It's called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Um, and it's, it, it, it is definitely one of the go-to programs Programs for you know holistic health coaching or integrative health coaching, and I'm not sure what they actually call it now. They probably call it something different than when I went there. But that's the program that I chose to go to, and and it was a great foundation for me um, in terms of in terms of helping me understand what part of that um, industry I was interested in, and helping me kind of um, experiment with different philosophies of eating and living and, and, and exposed me to a lot of really interesting ideas. Um, so yeah, and it was a year long program, so not a huge amount of time, except that I will say that I have continued to sort of add on top of that. So I feel like when I first came out of that program, like as it, as it's, you know, relates to your audience in terms of, you know, switching gears, like, yes, the program was only a year. Um, and I was, perfectly capable of coaching people after I went through that program. And I have layered so much more on top of that. So it's, it's, you know, um, taken, I would say, oh my gosh, I've been doing this now for five, six years. Um, and my, you know, obviously your confidence level increases with the more education that you add and the more practice that you have and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was a one year program, but it was a much longer journey than that. to To be what I would would consider a, a really proficient um health coach. Yeah. Um, and
1: I want to go back to that, actually, for, for people who are looking for a health and lifestyle co- coach. But before I go there, um, do you remember while you were going through that program, were you dead set? Were you 100% sure about this is the direction, trajectory I'm going to take? I'm not going back to my previous role. Or were you sort of like... I'm not sure yet.
0: Mm, That's such a great question. I, you know, I think I was pretty dead set on it. I just didn't know what form it would take. And I was such a, a newbie entrepreneur and I really didn't even know that many true entrepreneurs at the time. So yes, I was dead set on it, but I think I didn't anticipate what that meant. And I, and I also, to be fair, you know, I, I, um, I had consulting, you know, projects like throughout this whole time, like marketing. And even now I have marketing consulting projects. Um, first of all, because I still enjoy the work. Um, and second of all, because it's a nice, you know, additional, um, revenue stream to my business. You know, and it's, it's what shifted for me is the, the focus of it. It's healthcare related, um, marketing versus, you know, entertainment, but, um, but yeah, so I was definitely like, this is what I want to do. I just don't know what that means yet. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that excellent because I think I've, I, I
1: talk to a lot of people who are in that sort of phase where they're testing waters or experimenting and exploring. And there's always this fear about when they're not quite sure yet, you know, and you sound as if you were open to exploring or being in that sort of yes. uh, open, open to whatever comes, basically, type of phase it
0: sounded like. so. And I think you have to be because, yeah, I mean, what my business looks like now, I could not possibly have imagined back then. No idea. Yeah.
1: So do you remember, again, going back to those, you know, first couple of years, do you remember sort of what major uh, fears or challenges that you faced? About yeah. you know, just going forward with this new plan,
0: new new career path. Totally. Well, the biggest, I would say, the first challenge that I came across was the complete lack of structure. So, as someone who'd worked in the corporate world for you know, uh, like twelve years at that point or whatever it was, oh my gosh, I remember the first morning. <laughs> it was January, it was January two thousand nine, and I got up and I got dressed and it was freezing outside. I remember it was, I was you know, living in New York, obviously. And oh my gosh, it's freezing outside. And I sat at my desk and I was like, okay, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, and it was crazy. And actually at that point, that was before that was pre, I think I was still, I think, I think I decided to do the Pilates thing, but I hadn't done the nutrition coaching thing yet. So I was still kind of like in the consulting space. And I was like, okay, well, how am I going to get clients? And it was the, it was the most, bizarre feeling. And then everyone, all my neighbors were leaving, you know, I could hear them leaving in the hallways to go to their jobs and I'm like sitting there. So that was a huge challenge, a lack of structure. Like that's a bit, that's, yeah, that was probably the first thing that I noticed. And then, you know, I mean the, 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 you know, lack of steady income, lack of predictable income. Um, I had some of that for a while because I had a long-term consulting gig, you know, for that first year. Um, but i would say those were kind of the two challenges and the two biggest fears probably
1: mhm mhm you no know, i was laughing when you're talking about the lack of structure because that was that was <laughs> one of the things that i experienced that i was not i did not anticipate i thought it was like woohoo calendar free and then i'm like "Totally, calendar free what am i supposed <laughs> to do and yes. yeah And, uh, I thought it was like freedom and very quickly
0: I realized that I actually needed some structure in my life in order to be productive. Yes, for sure. And you do eventually, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, if you're going to succeed at that path, then, you know, you do eventually create structure. Um, and, but. Oh, gosh, it it looks totally different and you also I think have to as it relates to that like I've also had to shed the guilt around like for example you know in the middle of the day sometimes I'll work out in the middle of the day instead of you know first thing in the morning which is what I would have done in a corporate setting and sometimes I still have this guilt about oh my gosh it's like the middle of the day I should be working and it's crazy this many years later that I still have that so you have to kind of like be like no no that's okay because I you know I worked until like seven last night you know so yeah so
1: in terms of I mean I don't know if you experienced this, but, you know, you had some kind of identity that was wrapped around your previous role and having to shed that and then having to explain to people, well, this is what I do now. Uh, and I just do that part time now. And this is what kind of I'm pursuing full time. What was your experience in the early days? Did you have sort of any challenges with, with sort of announcing that or proclaiming yeah. to the world that this is who I am now?
0: Oh my goodness. That was, I'm so glad you asked that because that was really, really hard for me. And it took years. It took years. Like I would say it's only been in the past couple of years that I have really firmly stood in. This is a hundred percent who I am and anything else I'm doing is a side project. Um, and I think, Yeah. I mean, my identity, I don't think I realized how much my identity was wrapped up in my corporate career, mm-hmm. especially because I was working for big sort of prestigious yes. companies, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm cool. I work for exactly. Cartoon Network, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, you said you talked about your, when, as soon as you mentioned it, I said, it's a fun job. I guess that's kind totally. of what people, sort of the reaction, yeah. right? And then when it's like, you're not doing that anymore?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and to, and actually it's funny now that I'm thinking about it, it's still part of my identity. Like I still, when I have these conversations, like it doesn't always come up and I don't feel compelled to like bring it up to like, um, sort of validate who I am anymore, which I think is what I was doing before, but it's, it's still part of my story. Right. So I think, um, yes, that was really hard. And as far as the way other people reacted, I actually, um, was dating someone at the time who oddly enough is an entrepreneur and, and had sort of or maybe he didn't mean to, but the whole Pilates instructor thing, like all of a sudden I was quote unquote, just a Pilates instructor and that was hard for me. And it was, he couldn't quite process it either. It was like this weird thing. And so, Um, yeah, I think people should be really prepared for that and understand that it is going to be there for probably a long time. Um, if you've had a long corporate career and that it does eventually shift, um, and you just have to be patient. I mean, I think, um, yeah, now I, I'm, I'm a health and lifestyle coach. This is just, just I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) and I happen to have some other random stuff happening, you know, and that's great. But, and I also think. When you transition from corporate to to entrepreneur in particular, um, you start to realize that um, building a business has so many different moving parts, and that the the it doesn't always look linear like a corporate job in fact, i don 't know any entrepreneur who would describe it as a linear experience. like I think every entrepreneur has a million things going on, I guess is my point.
1: During those first couple years as you were transitioning, can do you remember what helped you the most in terms of the challenges or the fears or those initial first couple years?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest turning point for me with that was reaching out to other people and finding other communities of entrepreneurs. And it took me a little while to sort that out and figure out where they were. Because, again, you know, I didn't have any experience in this world. Like, I didn't even know these communities existed back then. Um, so... But that was, that was the, and there's so many of them out there, you know, um, there's so many groups, whether they're local groups or online groups or some combination of the two. And I actually do think it's important to have in person, um, you know, entrepreneur, friends, you know, so I think that that's the biggest thing that really helped me get through it was reaching out to other people who were entrepreneurs, other people that I did know, which wasn't very many at the time, and then eventually finding other communities of entrepreneurs to, to collaborate with. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's not it's not something that we think about, right? Because I think when we were working in a corporate structure, it just comes naturally that sort of network, that group, That's there. Yeah,
0: That's right. Yeah, no, you do have to work harder to to find them. Um, but it doesn't take long. Like it's no, in it, my experience was that it sort of snowballed. Like once I uncovered one, it was like this whole new world opened up to me, you know? So, and, and yeah, so exactly, exactly. That was a big piece of it.
1: Okay. So, uh, two more questions there. So first is if, if someone out there is thinking about, you know, listening to this and saying, well, I, I, I think I, I want to, uh, work with a health and lifestyle coach like Clara. Kind of what, what should i be looking for what's what are the key things that i should be looking for to make sure that i find someone i can work with or a fit or you know <laughs> kind of would address my needs
0: Yeah, I think fit is, personality fit is such a big thing. It's kind of like, I mean, it's really like finding any kind of helping professional, if you want to call it that, like, you know, whether it's finding, you know, a therapist or a personal trainer or, I mean, even a doctor. I mean, I like interview my doctors before I, before I, you know, sign, I mean, you know, before I decide that they're going to be, you know, so I think personality fit is a big piece of it um, because, you're, it's a very personal experience and, um, you need to feel comfortable talking to that person and, and, and you need to be willing to open up to them. So that's a big piece of it for sure. And I think that, um, anyone who won't have an initial call with you, um, you know, for no charge, you probably don't want to go that direction. Um, and then I think beyond that, you know, it's so variable. It really just depends on what your goals are. And in the, in that initial call, I think it's important to really articulate, you know, what those goals are. And a good coach will help you articulate those goals in an initial call because sometimes we don't always know <laughs> really what our goals are. So a good coach will help you actually get clear about that in that initial call. Um, and through that process, you, you sort of, that helps you become, I think, more clear on whether or not this person is the right person, um, to, to work with me and just, you know, ask a lot of questions, you know, make sure that you, um, they have, you know, testimonials and and stories of clients. I mean, you know, obviously I don't want to rule out newer coaches cause there are a lot of really great newer coaches who don't have testimonials yet. Um, but that's helpful to read client stories, um, so that you can, you know, see what other results you know, other people got.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's great. And then the other side of the, the that question is if I were listening, you know, I'm going, I, that's interesting. That's kind of field I want to go into. And so I want to explore becoming a health and lifestyle coach. What would you advise them to do? Yeah.
0: That one's actually oddly even trickier than the first question because there are so many programs out there and I don't think that they're all Um, good at preparing people uh, to be a coach and they also don't all include a business education. So the Institute for Integrative Nutrition I I think I would still recommend it and it actually they have added some business or some business um, content you know, into, into their curriculum since I graduated, which is designed to help people start a business, you know, once they actually have the coaching skills. So I would look for that for sure. Cause that's, I think a piece that a lot of people forget. They're like, okay, I can learn how to be a coach, but then what do you, how do you get clients? Um, so that's, that's one thing I would definitely look at. And I would also just, you know, yeah, I would talk to graduates. I would, um, you know, look at credentials. There's another um, great program out there called Well Coaches um, that I have not participated in, but I um, have some friends who have, and and highly recommend it. And I think that's a really other good, solid, reputable program. So just do your homework um, and make sure that you're getting what you want to make sure that the program is, is geared towards what you're interested in. So for example, I'm less interested in sort of the biology of nutrition than I am in the sort of behavioral and like lifestyle and habit psychology piece of it. Cause that's my background. So, you know, my training is a little bit more skewed towards that. Although there are some graduates of, of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition who go deep into the sort of biology side of it yeah. too. Oh, that's a good uh, point. So, yeah. Yeah. So just be really clear on what it is that you're interested in helping people with, because you know I I also considered going the path of uh, becoming a registered dietitian, and what I decided was no, I'm actually not interested in that sort of more biological um, side of things, and I'm also not interested in necessarily working in a medical environment, which is often what the the RD path takes you to. Not not 100. Not always, but that's really more what it's designed is to help people with specific health issues in a medical setting. Um, What I do is working with generally healthy women who are just having a hard time, you know, with work-life balance and, and taking good care of themselves while balancing their lives.
1: Right, right. That's great. That's great advice, Lara. Thank you. Where can people find you online?
0: Yeah. So my uh, website is laradalch.com. That's L-A-R-A-D-A-L-C-H.com. And if you add a forward slash free dash guide, you could get um, access to a free guide that I have there about helping you identify your unique way of getting in your own way when it comes to taking good care of yourself, because we all have one. We all have these self-sabotaging things. So that's
1: brilliant. I'll definitely put a link to the show notes for those two. Thank you so much for joining in, you know joining me and sharing your story and your journey with me and my listeners.
0: So fun. Thank you for having me.
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love, love, love so much to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about today's topic. You can leave me a comment at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 12 or send me an email at lou at secondbreaks.com. You can also let me know what topics you might be interested to hear about in future episodes. That's a wrap for this week's episode. You can download other episodes and subscribe to the Second Breaks podcast and the iTunes store. If you enjoyed what you heard, I'd really appreciate your feedback because your rating and review really go a long way in helping us reach as many people as possible, those who could benefit the most from this podcast. All you need to do is go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review and uh, that will get you to the podcast and iTunes and leave your feedback there. Thank you so much. I will talk to you next week. Till then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans.
0: This is the Second Breaks Podcast.